So welcome to episode 10. Is it 10? Wow. Episode 10. 10. God, wow. Welcome to episode 10. Time flies. Time flies. What's wrong? Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, it's Christmas soon. It's Christmas that's soon. That's why we're wearing red. And that's why we've got tinsel here. Beautiful tinsel. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Is this new tinsel or is this old tinsel? I don't know. Alfie went out on one of his kind of emotional crises and uh-huh. got a uh, one load of, his of walks. quite a lot of decorations that probably we can't afford. Okay. Including this. T- this looks like a Spencer tinsel. This looks like because it's dual colour, isn't it? Mm. Which is impressive, actually. And it's thick. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just really don't give a shit about Christmas. No, nor do I. I really don't. <laughs> I hate, I don't like it. No. I think I kind of liked it when I was young. When I was in school, I found the um, nativity and stuff quite exciting. But I don't uh, at all look forward to it at all in the year as an adult. No, I, I really am dreading it. Yeah. I've never enjoyed Christmas. I don't think, and I, I, I think I, I did when I was a child. I, I think we, there was a lot of effort gone into our stockings. Oh my God, yeah, mommy with the pillowcases, that was incredible. Yeah, and I really did believe in Father Christmas for mm-hmm. way too long. Mm-hmm. I'm, sh- I'm shocked by children's capability to believe even when there is no logic. Yeah. So last night, Donnie, Donnie lost his second tooth. <gasps> yeah, it came out. Oh it came my God. Out. It came out so quickly. Oh, that's And now great. I feel like he's becoming a boy. Yeah, he is such a little boy now. And he's being moody with me. And because I haven't as much, as much time to kind of, you know, plough into him, mm-hmm. I definitely notice he's kind of pulled away. And I said that to Alfie, and he said, that's just what boys do. They, at, at six, they pull away. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I know. gloomy, isn't he it? He said that his dad said that he stopped becoming a little boy at six. Jesus Christ. That's, I just can't bear the thought of that. No, I think that Donnie is just going to be, like, eternally warm and lovely. I hope but, so. But um, he's probably just confused about his own, like, you know, his own body right now, you know, like he's got teeth falling out. I know. Well, so it came out really quickly as he was eating some toast with Nutella on. And he was he, he was glad that it came out in the day because he was worried if it came out at night, he would choke mm-hmm. in his sleep. And so as we were going to bed and I just kind of thought, oh, no, I've got to remember to do the tooth fairy thing. I've got to remember to do the tooth fairy thing. He had absolutely no question that the tooth fairy was coming tonight. And even when I turned off the lights, he got up. Sorry if you can hear the baby snoring. <laughs> he's snoring like a wildebeest. <laughs> That's the family. That's that's, a, that's the genetics. You're They're very boy. strong. Um, <laughs> you think you don't snore, but you fucking snore. No, I have a dainty sleep now, don't I? No, 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 no. She snores. <laughs> yeah, you have a more. Uh, at least my snore is so horrific that it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yours is just like a consistent. <laughs> whereas mine is kind of a. I have a, a deviated mu- septum. Yeah, so do I. Mm. I think mine's more deviated than yours, though. I actually think that mine's more deviated than yours, but that's fine. Being actually, you do get more sinus problems, don't I you? And that's why you sound problems, yeah. like you do now. Exactly, that's why I've got a sexy deep voice. Mm. Yeah. So, but mine has a hook at the end, my nose. Yeah, but I have an actual, like, my my septum genuinely deviates. So, so. does mine. My Look at the slant in my nose. No, mine is way more crooked than yours. Truly, mine is. Mummy thought, so... thought I had a cross eye for two years. <laughs> I had to go to, like, 18 different eye doctors, and then they eventually told me it's actually just because my... Um, my nose is so slanted. Yeah. Anyway, Donnie, as I turned the lights off, went to the window. Can we just move the tinsel? Sorry. It's just really, like, annoying is it me. annoying you? Yeah. You really hate Christmas, don't you? I <laughs> fucking hate it, yeah. Can we just get that festivity <laughs> away? It's just so gross, yeah. Is that is that going to affect... Okay, cool. It just looks like a weird um, snake. snake. It's good, it's good, it's good. Mm, cool. Yeah. Great. Throughout the hour, this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just off. It's away. awful. 
anyway, um, so he went to the window to open the window just to crack. And I said, why are you doing that? It's freezing. And he said, just the tooth fairy has to get in. So he really believes. And I've done the, I put like a little note on the, the pound coin again. And I, I did it late at night. I was, I was just tired, but I thought, oh, he's going to be so let down if the tooth fairy doesn't come. And um, in the morning, and, I, and he's also a businessman, so he knows that you get money. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, it's two teeth, so I should get two pounds. And Alfie was like, no, we shouldn't give him two pounds. Anyway, I gave him two pounds. I did two little notes. And in the morning, in, during the night in his sleep, he obviously went to check and he pushed the coins off the bed. So in the morning, he woke up panicked and thinking, my tooth is gone and the tooth fairy didn't come. Where, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And I said, just, it, I'm sure it's there. I'm sure, I'm sure the tooth fairy came. <laughs> she definitely made the effort to come, I think. Um, and eventually he found the, the pound coins under the bed. Mm. But it just completely believes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That logic that it can stretch that it might have fallen on the floor and he still can believe it. It's just like, oh, that's just amazing. I mean, I, I remember um, mummy making such an effort for Christmas doing the um, the, the bite and the mince pie when we were oh, at grandma's yeah, house. Yeah. And I, I, I think that that level of thrill and excitement of seeing that in the morning and truly believing it, that's like the happiest that a human being can be mm. because you actually believe in magic and that anything can happen and your brain is just so filled with possibilities. So And it doesn't matter then what you really get. Like I remember getting socks yeah. one year but because it had been such a nice stocking. I didn't exactly, care. exactly. So I think that that's um, so important to preserve in children, isn't it? Yeah. So in a way it doesn't matter that we're really cynical now because we know that we had that like belief thing mm. and we're so lucky. So yeah, I'm trying to make it nice for them. Mm. But it takes a lot of effort, and I can't get to Westfield because of the. Mm, mm. the I went to Westfield yesterday. It was disgusting. Don't don't even bother. Was it really busy? It was so busy. Yeah, and Uh, everything was just kind of like been torn out. Do you know what I mean? People are like kind of feral. Because me and Alfie were going to have a romantic day at Westfield tomorrow because that's the last day before they break up from school. Mm. But now I'm thinking I don't want to go there. Yeah. How do you feel about Tier Three now? Being back to Tier Three. Well, I've I've been living in lockdown for Mm. so long now. I don't really Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. self-impose lockdown as well. I I was kind of sad about it, but then mummy on the way here this morning said um, how sad it was that all of the pantomimes and musicals and stuff are going to have to be closed down. And I just started laughing because I thought it was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, imagine the, 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 the gutsiness to be like, yeah, yeah, this year people are going to need a panto. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously that wasn't going to work out, you idiots. But some, yes, yes. Also, there was, the, on the one show, there was a segment about um, a musical about Henry, is it Henry VI? Henry VIII. Henry VIII. Shit. Well, I, I mean, I guess there was a Henry VI, because The one who eight. chopped his... Oh, that's Henry VIII. That's Henry VIII. Okay. You should know that. So he had you eight wives? No, no, no. <laughs> so, no. It's Henry VIII, because that he was the eighth Henry of the royal six family. Wives. He had six wives. Um... Was it six? Yeah, thank God. And he, but be- be- you know, divorced, beheaded, died. died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. Survived. Yeah, that's mm. that's it. Yeah. So they're doing a big, big Western musical called Six. Oh no, no, no! That's not new. That's not new. Is that not new? So Molly and Millie that I used to live with, th- they were at the university where that show was written. That was a oh. university show. Oh no! Really? And then it went to the Fringe and it did so amazingly that the people that wrote it Made became it uh, became really famous. But the controversy is that all of the original actors, i.e. the people from university, were doing it. 
and um, they were doing it in like a small theatre in London and they didn't realise that the, the boy and the girl that had written it yeah. um, had been meeting up with West End producers <gasps> and the next thing they knew they were holding auditions for all of the characters and none of the girls were being seen for it. From, from the university? From the university, like they were going to be seeing proper actresses. Aww. And one of them got an audition and she was like, guys, I think that they're, 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 they're sneaking around, sneak oh, attacking us. Oh, that's so bad. That's like the time almost, but worse, when um, after Arcadia, my first West End and only theatre role that I've ever got. She was incredible. I, I was fine. I, 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 in retrospect, I was actually quite poor. Um, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I just remember going to visit you and us going to Muffinski's around the corner from oh, the theatre yeah. every day. They had sugar-free muffins, mm. but there was something in those muffins, wasn't oh, there? They were just yeah. the best muffins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Miss Muffinski's. Muffinski's <laughs> was the best. That was honestly the happiest time of my life. That was my phase of eating a lot of dried fruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought dried fruit was healthy. Little did I know... Too it much fucks sugar. you up. Too much sugar. Not going to fill you up. No. You think you're being healthy, but no, 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 no. no, no. no. Anyway. Yogurt covered anything. That's just... Frozen yogurt with dried fruit. I thought this is the healthiest you can be in life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with seven dates, just... <laughs> All the dates you can imagine. <laughs> oh, God. This is so going to, like... This is so specific <laughs> to a certain type of woman that this is going to be I think our podcast is very specific. It's a specific so it's type fine. of woman. And we're going to see you all there at the live one in February. So. Yeah, definitely. Bring your frozen yogurt. <laughs> Bring your little bag of dried fruit. <laughs> Bring your polycystic ovaries. <laughs> Bring your coil. Bring, Bring your coil. Bring your dislodged coil. So we're yeah. going to have a party. Breastfeed? Yeah. It would just be this free for all. It's just going to be it's just going to be a collection of all sorts, isn't it? The misfits of society. And as and as a treat, you can get a little print from my shop. Yeah, from Donny. Donny's print. He'll he's be charging over, at the door. He's taking over the shop. He'll be selling his own teeth for coins. So you will have bought a ticket and he's going to charge you an extra two pounds. Yeah. And by then I'll have no teeth. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Mifinski's, uh was shut. Now, anyway, Arcadia, my starring role. She was really good. Honestly, you were uh, really good. You were actually, perfect for that role. Well, actually, for Patreon, I'm going to write my horrific director story. My God, yeah. Yeah, that's good. a juicy one. Anyway, the director who I will be writing about mm-hmm. uh, was—I <laughs> didn't see him after Arcadia, and then obviously, then then I found out that it was transferring to Broadway, mm. and obviously I got very excited. Yeah, I'm gonna be a star. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'm gonna go to New York. I'm gonna go to so many loft parties. Yeah. Not that I've ever been to a loft party, no. but I just assume you go to New York and you of go course, to a loft. Of course, but I think it's all lofts then. Yeah. I think it's all lofts. <laughs> and anyway, I went to another audition at, what's it called? I was going to call it Spotify. Spotlight. Spotlight. <laughs> it's been a while since we've been, been in there. It's been a while. It's been renovated, I, heard, I hear. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, it should have been renovated. Spotlight was always so no, no, it gross. Ha- it has been renovated. It has, yeah. Surely it has a nicer staircase now. I always No, no, no. It doesn't have now the catwalk of shame, you know, oh, where right. you walk through and you see all of the other people auditioning for all of the other projects in there. So now yeah. they've, they've, they've made it so that it's not as horrendously embarrassing okay good yeah so yeah. it's more it's less of an office it's less office it looks more like a waiting room now they probably have loads of headshots on the wall of all the people that got jobs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can just stare at them and you can st- they probably have soundproof walls now so you can't hear every single word of everyone who's exactly or all the actresses crying in the toilets yeah yeah in the two toilets yeah i think they got four now Oh, really? Yeah. And whenever I went in those toilets, I always see all um, of the makeup powder of mm. all the actresses who had gone in to do their powder their nose Exactly, the, the final touch-up just yeah. for the big, the, big, the big show. And I would always like put my finger in the powder and just be like... 
bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitches. Yeah, yeah, cast a hex on them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so as I went, went in for my shitty little audition that I didn't get, um, I, I noticed these feet in front of me going up these horrible stairs and they, they were old Reeboks and the director was famous for wearing kind of trainers and being quite attractive and disheveled looking but with mm-hmm. funny trainers. Brandy um, Cooper in A Star Is Born. Yeah, very, very Brandy Cooper in A Star Is Born. Very, that's, anyway. And then I realized it was him, it was the director. And I was like, I was gonna go, hey, <laughs> hey. But I thought something's, he doesn't really like me. Mm-hmm. So I won't do that, yeah, even that though that was my natural instinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lo and behold, I found out a week later that they were, that, uh, no, no, no. Well, as I went up the stairs, you know, there's that board mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can see what's auditioning in different rooms. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think you should see. No. Because then I'm going to try and get in on that Nike yeah, advert. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's always just a bit disheartening, yeah, when you see all of the stuff that's going on, yeah. Yeah, when you see that you're in there for a um, like a student film yeah. and there's also <laughs> Steven yeah, yeah. Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah Warner but, Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I found out, I saw on the board that they were auditioning for Arcadia Broadway. Oh my God, that is so upsetting. And a week later, I found out that my friend, Belle Powley, got the job. So I was, I was, I was ousted. Anyway, that was pretty bad. That is brutal. Yeah. I did really care at the time, but then I thought, actually, I'm not a loft party person. No, 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 exactly. And also, you know, you, you get scared of heights anyway. I'm scared of heights. I don't like flights. Mm. And I fucking hate acting. And you don't. I don't hate acting, please cast me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We said that we were going to talk about acting this Yeah, one. sorry, it always comes back to that. It but, does. That, but this is because we were talking about yeah, your Henry VI. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so back to the story of The One Show. The One Show. That's uh, where this all started. The lovely actresses who were obviously very happy that they had kind of Mm-mm. taken the jobs off these poor students, mm. they were so happy mm. on this one show segment saying and we're opening next Wednesday and and then they were showing them rehearsing and stuff in the in the Western Theatre and they've had to close already after like two performances god that sucks I do feel really sorry for theatres I guess you could do the performances on zoom but that would suck wouldn't it that would be just horrible, It'd be horrible. but at least they'd still get to perform mm. but then they would have to film it so well yeah exactly I don't know it just seemed like probably it was a silly investment, but it's sweet that people still made that investment because it shows that we're all hopeful that, that things are going to suddenly get mm. better. It's glad that not... I'm glad... God, sorry. I'm glad that everyone's not super cynical and just kind of assumes that everything is going to be fucked this year. It's nice that people still thought that there was worth... There was something, like, that was worth retrieving, you know? And definitely hope is just so crucial exactly. right now. Exactly. I remember... Um, when when the Frozen musical posters first started coming in on the tubes mm. back earlier in the year, and whenever Margot would go on the tube and see these Frozen posters, she would be like, oh, Mommy, we have to go, we have to go. And I said, yeah, definitely. In October, we're going to go. And then as the virus happened, I obviously realised that wasn't going to happen. But apparently Frozen musical is one of the few things that's kept all of the employees in production. So even though it hasn't opened, um, they've still kept all of the costume people, all of the musical people, everything. Oh, he's staring at me like that. Because I was just thinking how nice it would it be if it was the Dina Menzel that played her. Oh, that'd be amazing. And Kristen Bell. Oh my God, can you imagine that? And also, apparently, they've done a new Frozen thing for Disney+, and Isla Fisher is playing Anna. Isn't that perfect? That's great. That's great I news. just, I want to be Isla Fisher. Mm. And I've wanted to be her since I saw her in She's married to Sasha Rankone, yeah. isn't she? Neighbours slash Home and Away, I don't know which one. That's such a fucking cool 
couple. Yeah. Three kids. Mm. You can just tell that they're so in love as well. Ginger hair. Mm. Lovely accent. Exactly. That's what I try to go for. The Famous friends. Yeah. <laughs> and Sasha Baron Cohen, who's just, he's cool, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's cool. And he's sexy. Yeah. But is he sexy because he's so, such a G, well, I know he's not an absolute genius. No, some he is. People, he some is. people don't like his work, but is he cool because he's so prolific? Yeah. Is he's, he attractive and sexy because he's prolific? Because is, he doesn't give a fuck, because he has something to say, because he's ruthless and hilarious and I don't know he makes himself so wonderfully different from everybody else like that's a very attractive quality in and of itself he's so unique Mm -hmm. you know yeah you do find people who are unique and just are self-confident and attractive Mm -hmm. I just wish I was self-confident yeah I think how fucking sexy I would be if I was self-confident god yeah you would be flying you'd be like a supermodel Mm -hmm. nothing would be able to stop you you'd be like look at her go because I do find myself sometimes talking to Alfie and I feel myself being like in my head, my internal monologue is, stop looking at me, stop looking at me, stop looking at me. <laughs> the other day on one of my, I get to a point about 9pm where I lose, I, I cannot function anymore mm-hmm. because I'm so tired and I've not planned the evening so that I I should have got the baby to bed, I should have got Donnie and Margot to bed, I should have had dinner earlier, I should have done, I should have organised everything so at least I wouldn't get to 9pm and have a complete breakdown, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which happens when you have a newborn, I know it's normal, yeah. but um, as this was happening, and also because he can't be off for me right now, as you can see, I was in the bathroom and I was trying to do my long plaits for bedtime because obviously I had to sleep in my plaits. Yeah. And <laughs> Protective hairstyle. The baby was screaming yeah. with Alfie because he was, he was overtired and he should have been in bed. And he'd woken up thinking he was asleep, but it actually wasn't. Anyway, Alfie came in to try and help me. And I just, <laughs> I just shut the door on him. And I was like, don't look at me. <laughs> well, I'm still vain. And yeah, but I think that's a family trait too. It's don't a look trait. at me. It's yeah. just... Oh, sorry, Tim. You're right there. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, do you think that you could be, more, do you think next year you're going to try and be more self-confident? I think it's. I I think that like trying to be more confident will probably be fruitless for me because I, uh, I just naturally like, I'm a bit more, sort of self-deprecating and anxious type of person. Uh, so I think that if I like try and fake confidence, I'll end up like, uh, overthinking it and then you know undermining myself. But what I am going to try and be is just, just give less of a shit about stuff. Yes. Um and just uh. Be less precious, get less upset, get less annoyed at myself and at other things and just like be more, um, I don't know, productive because I'm not putting as much effort into making things perfect. I'm just going to like be really functional. I'm going to like try and emulate the um, Phoebe Buffet in that episode of Friends where it's an alternate universe where she's a businesswoman. She's just smoking the whole time and she's just like, fire, fire, fire. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the exact that's the exact energy that I want to recreate okay, so that's who you're trying to recreate mm-hmm. because then nothing can hurt me yeah. and then I'll be more confident because it'll just be like I'm not focusing on anything you know Yeah. that's very powerful I saw on one of my Instagram pop-ups today on you know the Discover page mm-hmm. I saw a just a it was one of these I think it was about binge eating because mm-hmm. they've obviously heard us talking about yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. diet Makes stuff um, oh my so god now- did you see the things that I get advertised on my YouTube on it your is, YouTube, it is insane. It's well, insane. on on my Instagram, it was somebody who had who is a counselor for binge eaters. <laughs> I just suddenly found myself following her, and all of her photos are her crying, saying it's okay to cry, type things like that. It's not okay to cry. Don't cry. Fucking it is okay loser. to cry. Obviously, we cry all the time. <laughs> anyway, one of them was just text, and it said it doesn't matter, and I actually 
looked at it for ages and I was thinking, that's what I want my 2021 to be. <laughs> I just don't want to, I don't, yeah. like this morning I came downstairs and last night I asked Alfie to just put away the, to put the plate in the dishwasher. It was one plate. The dishwasher was open. Mm. He had to just slot in a plate mm-hmm. into the dishwasher and just close the door. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't even need to have a button to start. It just mm. it starts automatically. Yeah. Just a plate. And it was in the sink, the dirty plate. Of course. Yeah. And I I felt my skin go red. <laughs> and it was only 7 a.m. in the morning. And I just thought, why do I... It's just so easy for me to just put the plate in and do it myself. He's done the job halfway. That's good for him. You know, he did a little bit. Why do I care so much? And then, so I, and I don't want to get that angry and I don't want to break up. Yeah. So I need to just, I need to, I need to learn that it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that like having any expectations for anyone else really is a road to disappointment, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Thelma, that's your Thelma Simpson voice. Isn't that it? really was. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I think it's just, uh, it's a kind of incredible when you just stop caring at all. Because you can what switch it wants. off. Yeah. It's a switch in your head. Mm-hmm. When you suddenly get upset about something, you can just say, it actually doesn't matter in the scheme of things. And I think that's what grief teaches you. Yeah. It Nothing matters anymore. Totally, Little totally. things that I would have got so upset about before, it doesn't matter anymore. As long as we're here mm-hmm. and we're fine. Mm-hmm. It, and there's, we, you know, you can accept that every like shit day is just a shit day and it mm. will be okay the next one. Also, me and Harish watched this thing called Alien Worlds on Netflix. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> have to watch it. It is so extraordinary and hilarious because it's narrated in a style like uh, Planet Earth. In fact, I think the woman that narrates it, she's got this amazing voice. I think she might do The Great British Bake Off or some other big show because it's so familiar, her voice. So it's it's shown like a documentary, but Mm. it's complete fucking nonsense bullshit. It's all just like somebody's idea about what an alien world similar to Earth could look like. And on this one world that they explore in an episode, the, uh, the planet is slightly too close to the sun. So there's intelligent life have to find a way to get off the planet and move somewhere else before the sun destroys them. And then it made me think, it was like, the sun is going to destroy the Earth one day too, you know? Like there are going to be solar flares and the Earth is going to crisp up and, you know, way before that, all the animals and stuff are going to be gone. And, and then the Earth itself will destroy itself and then the sun will destroy itself and then that'll just be a a black hole and then whatever and I just realized like every single thing that every human being is doing right now might feel so important and momentous to them but not only are we all going to die but literally the earth itself is going to be gone at some mm. point too so there'll be no record of anyone ever existing <laughs> we're all going to die and that's kind of freeing in a way you know I yeah. think I I was quite upset when I had this realization so like but it just was interesting to me to think that like literally it doesn't mean anything so (laughs) the only the only thing that you can do and this is just for like the silly little adventure thing that you've got going on in your head like this is just to make yourself feel better is to inject your life with its own meaning Mm -hmm. right because nothing literally nothing matters not don't kill people or whatever like that that's not what i'm saying merry christmas But, like, if you actually think about it and you're really upset about, like, how a strand of your hair looks and you think, well, the sun is going to burn me eventually. I, the, the earth is going to, you know, like, mm. get crushed and, like, destroy itself and we're just going to be living in a black hole. And we're all going to be gone. It's, we're not even going to exist anymore. That's probably good to think about, too, when you're upset mm. about your hair. That's what I think about when I'm upset about my hair. I, I, I had plenty of reasons to be upset today. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if me and Rachel weren't here. <laughs> There was no microphones. It was just you on this little chair with a tinsel. 
just having a party on your own. This tinsel's gonna be gone. This table's gonna be gone. Mm, yeah, we're gonna be gone. This yeah. camera's gonna be gone. These are gonna be gone. Yeah, I actually haven't ever thought about my own death before yesterday. It was the first time. That sh- that shows how fucking stupid I am. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I must think about my own death every day. I genuinely, I think about other people dying all the time, but I have never thought about me dying. I am an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Have you not? I always think, this is super weird, but I always think, um, like, it's super weird to die, obviously. Yeah. But it's weird that your, like, body and stuff is still going to be there after you're dead, yeah. right? Because I was thinking, oh, my nails look really shit right now. But then I was like, oh, it'd be so embarrassing, though, because if I died right now, I wouldn't have a chance to do my nails. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I'll be dead, so it'll be fine, doesn't matter. But I was like, no, somebody's going to see my hands. My hands are still going to be there, but I'm not. And somebody then has to take you, put you somewhere else, and it's like, you don't have any control over what happens to you after you die. And I found that quite jarring to think about. Yeah, that is horrible. Yeah, and how all of our clothes are going to be around for longer than we are. Yeah, you know? I find it so strange on, on the other side of that to think this about... This is super depressing <laughs> to anyone. To think like... about life and think about... I remember... Because time goes so quickly when you have a newborn baby mm. because you monitor everything, you you, you, you measure everything in weeks. Mm. So he's almost eight weeks now and that's gone by in a second. I know, I Whereas 30 to, 30 to 40 weeks of pregnancy, that 10 weeks goes so slowly because mm. you're just, you're anticipating and you're organizing and you're excited, you're longing. Um, and I remember looking at um, some socks that I folded it would have been now the the weekend before I had him, and I looked at the, I opened the drawer a drawer I haven't looked in because I now only wash and wear the same things every day. Mm-hmm. But I opened another drawer, and I saw the socks folded that I and it felt like yesterday I'd folded those socks, and just thinking oh I when I folded those socks I it was before I had him and now my life is changed forever mm-hmm. by having him, and every day that love is developing and growing, mm-hmm. and just thinking God time is so fucked. Mm. You can you can waste weeks. Yeah, yeah. You can, and then you can also track. You can save, savor, savor, savior, savor, savor, savor. I got it right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can savor. (laughs) You can savor minutes, and they can matter so much. And it's exactly like when you're a teenager and you're hormonal, or you're in your early twenties and you're hormonal, and you're longing after a guy or a girl, and it becomes the most important thing ever. I don't know what I was going to say. I think we sound like the shit is like <laughs> pseudoscience, like astronomer, motivational speakers ever. Like I was going to relate it to something. I'm and sure now I just it was said really hormonal twenties. Everything seems to matter so much when you're when you're longing after a teenager. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. My mind is gone, but I have felt that little things are creeping back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm becoming more me oh yeah, 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 yeah. i am you're snappy like a turtle yeah, i yeah. read a chapter of a book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i haven't I, read a book in about six months i cut my toenails That's you know good. like i think i haven't been able to do in so long because sure. when you have a new book you, it sounds like i'm just saying i cut my toenails <laughs> good for you <laughs> but Jess. what i mean is that you can't cut your toenails when you have a newborn baby of course not no no no, no. and not when you're pregnant because you're too big no. aren't you yeah, yeah. you can't shave mm-hmm. how i long? shaved i shaved I I'm shaved. shaving I, regularly now because I've got that little holder. I shaved, I shaved, I shaved with your razor. It's so good. So good. Doesn't it feel like you're not shaving? It was like, it was a completely different experience from the shitty ones. Yeah, I kind of think I'm that's sold. not working. That's I'm too sold. silky I'm and soft. Gotcha. What's it called again? Estrid. Estrid. Good and for all you, the wom- Estrid. All the money goes to women's, women's refuge. Yeah, although you can't use that sucker sticker thing in the shower when the, the wall is wet, right? I didn't know that. 
Oh, well, it, it, I, it jumped off the wall when I was sleeping. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got to do it when it's dry. When it's dry. Yeah. Wall. Dry wall. That's so don't get caught out because it could hit you in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Talking um, of actually faces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good link. Good segue. <laughs> I've been watching this show mid uh, during my late night feeding, mid middle of the night, actually early morning feeding sessions. And I have to stay awake because otherwise I'm going to fall on him. And I've been watching this show on Now TV called The... The murder of, I've got to look it up, Harry McVeigh, the, mur- the murder of Harry McVeigh, the murder, how do you spell murder? Murder, murder. of, Harry, oh yeah, I got that completely wrong. The, the truth, truth about Harry Cabert. The truth about Harry Cabert. The truth about the Harry Cabert affair. And it stars the guy from Grey's Anatomy. You know, the main guy. You probably never watched Grey's Anatomy. Oh, you're, you would have loved Grey's Anatomy. Um, and it's a, all, it's a really long series. It's about 10 hour long episodes. And it's all about murder. And he plays a writer. And it's all about writing. Oh, it's a really great. cheesy murder story. But I really like it. And it stars the guy, um, Ben Schnetzer. Oh, Ben Schnetzer. Yeah, who from I did Pride. Pride with, yeah. Oh, he's such a good actor. He's so good and mm. he's so he's so mm. nice and he cares so much about acting. Mm. You can just tell that mm. he's really committing. Mm. And there's a beautiful girl in it. Such a beautiful girl. She's mm. playing a 15-year-old. Mm. Mm. He's really shit at Instagram, which makes oh, me like he? him more. Which oh, makes great. me like him way more. Because it's like, him. oh, you don't know what you're doing. No. You just love to act, don't you? Oh, he's... Love to play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he does love to play. He would do some warm up exercise, wouldn't he? Like you could just see the joy in his eyes, you know. Yeah, actually, one one group of people I do feel really sorry for in lockdown is improv actors. Oh god, (laughs) you should feel sorry for them at all times of the year. No, don't say that because probably a large proportion of our audience does do improv. Honestly, it's a great skill, guys. We're improving right now. It's a great skill. Just stop asking people to come and watch you do it, though. Um, one of my most successful doodles I've done um, in the last two years has been one I did about dismissing improv. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So people do hate it. So don't think that we're just being mean. It's a thing that people don't people like. People do hate it. But at the same time, all of the people that you probably respect the most in TV probably started off doing, doing improv, improv, which is what's fascinating because I think that that feeds into that whole idea that the geeks at school right, become the successful people yes. or the ugly girls become the really beautiful, confident ones. And improv people are fucking losers, right? But they use that energy, that mind that they create to become like these TV moguls or like Will Will Ferrell or like Tina Fey. They all started doing improv. So, you know, good for you guys. Um, That's, 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 take that popular kids at school. Like that's what that whole thing is about, you know? Yeah. But do you remember when I did improv at in Edinburgh for mm-hmm. to promote my show. I was invited on as a spot oh to, do, to promote Sunset, Sun Sunrise shit. Um, I was invited on as the kind of extra one in the improv group. <laughs> I blacked that out. <laughs> I had blacked that out. And they were like, okay, let's welcome to the stage, Jessie Cave. In one of those like tiny rooms in the, the presence above or whatever. Mm. So it's like, you can see literally everyone in the audience. And you were sitting on the front row in, I could see you fully because you were lit. And they were, they were like, okay, let's pass the ball to Jesse. And I'd be, Jesse, do you want to go up and say something and then we'll respond? <laughs> we'll, we'll add to your story. Uh, tell, tell us something. Tell us something, anything, Jesse. And I just stood there silently. 
just tell us anything. You know, it's free. It's a free, free space, whatever they were saying. And I, they all seemed really tall as mm, well. Very mm, tall improv mm, people. Mm, mm, mm. They were all wearing like old trainers as mm. well. So I said, I said as my thing, I was like, I like, I don't like bananas or something like that. And do you remember they just, okay, yeah, let's see what we can do with this. Yeah. Oh, I've got a banana now. Oh, let's go shopping on the banana. Oh. <laughs> So I I froze and I remember and they were like hey after the awful improv I tried to do they were like hey hey Jesse do you want to do you want to promote your show now where are you on what time and I remember saying something really fucking conceited like because at this point I'd already sold out the shows and I was so embarrassed by my performance mm-hmm. in the improv class yeah. that I didn't want anyone to come sure, anyway sure. so I was just like it's sold out so you can't come you can't come <laughs> It's, like a sold, it's sold out. It's sold out already. So don't come. Oh my god! <laughs> you can try and queue, but you wasn't, won't. You won't be able to come. Wasn't Carrie Ed Lloyd in that improv group? No. No. I might have done one with her years ago before yeah. she got big. Anyway, Ben Schnetzer, um, he's the type of person who now is too big for me to go up and say hi as a friend. Sure. Sure. Because if I saw, because I didn't see him in the fix um, a few years ago when I had just had Margot. And he he came up to me because we really got on on the Pride set. But because I didn't have any proper lines, I didn't feel like I was a proper actress in Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't feel like I could actually even look at anyone who had a line. Yeah. Because just, you know, they're important. I'm scum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so You played, a, honestly, a glowing lesbian. Really glowing <laughs> lesbian. So funny. She did a fantastic job. I actually did have a couple of lines, so I am a legit, and I was in every scene almost yeah, in that exactly. film. You were I was, great. I, I spent about two months doing that fucking film. It was great. And it is a great film. It's such a good film. Anyway, I felt really embarrassed, so I, when he actually came up to speak to me in the coffee shop, I was like, oh, hi, yeah, how are you? This is before he's kind of gone on to get some really big roles. But now, after seeing The Harry Cabrera Affair, I now know I couldn't speak to him. Yeah, you have to like now pretend like you've never met him and mm-hmm. you're just a fan. I don't know what pride is. Yeah, do you remember when we were in a restaurant and you saw... Um... <laughs> We saw Callum from Glue, who is gorgeous. Probably one of the most beautiful men in the men. And probably going out with like Cara Delevingne or something like that. Beautiful men in the men. (laughs) (laughs) He's so beautiful, like I just can't even speak. Yeah. He's actually really nice and he he actually has spoken to me since. So Callum Turner, you're a cool guy. You are down to the earth. Jesse saw him walking past the restaurant and in a very uncharacteristic fit of like you know, good mood, jolly. I'm gonna be sociable, and also I think that we were at um, we were at, <clears throat> we were at a family event, and um, Jessie saw this actor walking past the window in Soho, and she she jumped up out of her seat and um, ran after him, <laughs> and then you started calling his name, didn't you? But he didn't hear um, because he, he was on a phone call. So <laughs> I didn't realize he had an earphone headphone in. I thought he was just blank blanking me. Yeah. But then I saw he was on a vocal, so I had to do my kind of run to a slow and then just just look around and then just walk back. But because it was one of these restaurants in Soho where I had outside seating, everyone had seen me sprint out of the restaurant, <laughs> watch me get like blanked, and then slowly walk back in as if nothing had happened. Did he see you? No, he didn't. And then when I saw him at a party a couple of years later, I said, so, you know, I actually, I actually, <laughs> actually ran up to you at, 
on a street a, a couple of years ago and you I don't know why I said that it's one of my kind of trying to be charming things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but actually we just come across as sniveling and desperate and a loser yeah, yeah. so he, he, he said oh no you should have just stopped me and I said but it looked like an important phone call but I think he's actually I assume that anyone on a phone call is having an important phone call yeah, because phone calls are so horrific exactly, exactly but actually some people are just phone call people yeah some people just like to chat on the phone so I don't think he would have minded if I'd interrupted. So that's <laughs> one of my deep, that deep regrets. 2021, we're going to interrupt loads of people that we see on the street. And I might have, I might answer more phone calls. Totally. I actually too. got told off once by a producer, oh, maybe a costume designer, somebody on a production after I got that little Black Mirror job. Mm-hmm. And um, she had left a voicemail. And it was at my period of time where... I had a phobia, I, I still do, don't ever leave me a voicemail, but I have a phobia of voicemails, which, which, which I could talk about for a while, actually. It was because of the rape, but I won't go into it now. <laughs> it's because he left me a voicemail. It sounds way more traumatic, but oh because God, of I that, no idea about that, yeah, he left me a voicemail the next day being like, didn't rape you. <laughs> Good. I think we had to cut that. Yep. <laughs> anyway, and since then, I deleted it. Obviously, I deleted the voicemail, and I now can't listen to voicemails. I don't know whether it is actually true. It is true that that happened, but I don't know whether now I just think that's probably something that I should be traumatized by. So I'm going to now never listen to voicemails. But anyway, I had you can record your own voicemail message, and so I had, "Hi, it's Jesse. I don't listen to voicemails. I have a phobia of voicemails. So don't leave me a voicemail." And that was what you got when you you called me and I didn't answer. Mm-hmm. Did you remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought that was fine. I thought it was funny. Mm. I thought, you know, people who know me will know that that's funny and dry. But when I got for my first day on this job, well, the only morning on that job. <laughs> you did a great job. I did Black a great Mirror. job in that Jessie's scene. so good. That's, that's, that, that is, I think, known as the best episode of Black Mirror as well. And also my defining, DJ. Dining, defining moment in my career. Uh, just me laughing manically in my own glasses. Yeah, God, you look gorgeous as well. <laughs> anyway, the costume designer said, hi, hi. And I was like, hi, I'm Jessie. And she's like, yes, I know. You have to change that voicemail message. Sorry, what? And she told me off. She told me off within one minute of meeting her. She said, that voicemail message made me really dislike you. And I just was, I almost burst into tears because I was like, well, I want to say, well, it was, it's just a funny, because I can't, I genuinely can't listen to voicemails. And it's just, yes, but it did, it's not okay because I had to leave a voicemail. I had to leave you a voicemail and it's not okay. And I remember thinking... Oh, what a okay. fucking bitch. No, no, she's actually really, really nice. But it, I, I then, I felt so ashamed. I thought, oh, am I an awful person for having my own voicemail message that I thought was funny, but it actually wasn't funny, it was rude. But um, I did I did change it, so now I just have the, there is no answer or whatever. I mean... Now I have, don't fucking leave me a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she really told me off about that. It's the worst thing getting told off by, like, people... On, on a in a professional circumstance okay I have a terrible experience <laughs> so I was working um on uh like a period drama film um on Trestle Beach and I I only had like four or five days of filming or whatever um but it was quite late on in the the filming process so there already was very much like a vibe on set that it was like a family yeah you weren't like involved. a family you and were, I was you not were... involved in that family I was just coming in doing my job and whatever so I, I didn't like get to soak up that 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 goodness that good atmosphere and they did this thing where they would all like eat lunch in a circle oh, around God. every day and have like a chat Why do about actors what's do on that? TV actors was... love eating lunch together not just actors not just actors crew and, and crew everyone crew and producers and director it was 
honestly a bizarre atmosphere it was like they were all on mushrooms it was so weird I just kicking off their shoes like you know like resting on each other's shoulder which I get maybe that's nice if you've been there from the beginning but if you're somebody coming in <laughs> it really was creepy vibes creepy vibes um <laughs> And anyway, uh, they were having a discussion about this new thing that had come on Netflix at the time, the documentary about Amanda Knox. Oh, I love that documentary. <clears throat> which I thought was fascinating, mm. but I had some interesting opinions on it or whatever. I, you know, whatever. <gasps> this uh, producer, very, very senior producer, um, you know, being all jovial and friendly, decided to say, um, oh, wow, my God, I loved it. I loved it. Who else has seen it? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And no one else had seen it. And I thought, okay, well, this is my chance to, like, you know, show that I'm not, like, just stupid young person like whatever so I was like oh yeah yeah I saw it and she was like oh my god wasn't it amazing didn't you think it was just the best thing and I said oh well actually I thought it was really interesting but I found it strange that you used her as a narrative device because I found that to be um sort of biased like I wanted to believe her but at the same time I'm not sure that I could entirely trust her because we were seeing her like as a sort of a film character narrating her own story when actually somebody died type of thing mm -hmm. I, I made some point like that I, I didn't think it was particularly aggressive and she flipped at me this producer she said that is exactly what the tabloids did to her that is disgusting that is anti-feminist you're basically condemning the female species to like oh my god and like for a 19 year old like in front of literally everyone on set it was like the it was the most <laughs> harrowing fucking experience of my life and I only now look back and think what was she doing what like, was that she was doing she was the one that invited conversation about it but it was because you just feel so pathetic and small when you're like this little actor person that's come in, you know, whatever, and everybody else has these moving parts and you just need to do what you're told. I felt so stupid for even putting up my hand for saying, like, let's be involved in the conversation. That oh, was... that's horrible. Oh, my God, that was horrendous. I had oh, such a bad experience with that. That's horrible. That would taint everything. And it's just so unnecessary. Why? Why do people, when they invite a discussion, then have to have a heated debate and then make someone else feel stupid? I think because they want to put someone down because it makes them feel more like justified in, you know, their 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 conclusion that they've come to. It was really nasty, and um, oh my god, I just freeze. I freeze when I'm asked for an opinion about something serious or topical, and I've learned now with age. It's not my thing. Yeah. It's just I don't have an opinion that is worth sharing or, more importantly, that I want to share. Yeah, no, I just I just don't have an opinion. I just, when it, when it comes to somebody wanting to have a debate, mm -hmm. I freeze. And I've learned that, that I freeze because I think I'm going to be told off mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to be told, no, your opinion is wrong. Mm -hmm. My opinion is right. And I have more evidence than you do to back my opinion up. Yeah. When very often I take a sweeping opinion of something, a, 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 a kind of a, an emotional feeling of something, a read of whatever it is, and don't really care that much about it. So I, I don't feel like I have a place to say... I don't have a debate. I mm -hmm. don't have any debate. I would mm -hmm. not be able to have a debate. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean, like, that's kind of like a microcosm of why politics is so polarized anyway. Why it seems like there are just these two completely different factions. Probably because it's made up of people who are really good at shouting with a loud voice and making other people feel very small and they, will, they therefore don't want to contribute. When actually, I think if there was just like a less aggressive way of debating stuff out, people would kind of see that we're all a bit more in the middle. Exactly, because then people like me would want to get involved and share their opinion, which might help. Mm -hmm. But because I've kind of, I think from school and stuff, I've just learned that, okay, I'm not an academic person, so I'm going to get out the race. Sure, sure. And I think if I'd been encouraged more at school to kind of, 
I was immediately sidelined at school and sixth form as, okay, she's weird. She just does her own little art over there. Just leave her to it. And, you know, she's, yeah, her, oh, wow, look at that little drawing. Okay, let's go back to our fucking debate. Um, and I've just learned that, that I've, I've kind of, that's why I'm so kind of, I've, what's the word? I've, I, I like being in the corner. Yeah. Is that a word? <laughs> Well, I mean, well, no, because that's well, a few say, words, isn't it? But... I was going to say I've dug my own hole, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I like, I like it. You've, 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 you've self-isolated. I've been self-isolating for a long time. This, this year and the first time, mm. Jesse self-isolated. No. That's anyway. fascinating. Um, I mean, babe, I think I know what you need. What a book. It's improv. <laughs> it's improv. <laughs> I need, Clearly, I need... to get back at the bullies. I do. I invent your own world. <laughs> in, improv probably would be very good for me exactly. because I'm so socially inept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also I don't like things where it's like you know we're all friends here as well. You know we're working together, but we're also a group. Yeah. I kind of I don't like that. I can't bear it when it's it's a group that I already feel like I'm. It's because of self confidence again that I'm not going to be allowed to get into that group. I'm not cool enough. I think both of us just have such a crippling fear of like somebody realizing that we were like kind of geeky you know girls at school and didn't have that many friends it's like no matter how what we can achieve as adults or um what strides we can make in our life and how many friends we can actually have and how many good relationships we can form yeah I think that there's this underlying feeling constantly that somebody's just gonna like pull the curtain and reveal you know your like your your trembling childhood self that like just felt bad about not being invited to a sleepover Mm mm-hmm Absolutely. Um, on another note, I just thought that it'd be nice to reference um, because Instagram lately has been so nice for me. And now I remember when Donnie was born, it became it stepped up for me and how important social media was because a lot of the time you're sitting there breastfeeding and you have nothing else to do apart from watch the news or whatever. Gordon's Rams- Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, mm. which is what we watched when Donnie was born, which I, I can't watch again. Um, watched all of them. <laughs> Love Gordon Ramsay though. Love him. So it's only I only watch the news and then I go on Instagram, and uh, I did a post yesterday about reflux because the baby it was it was it was comical how much vomit and shit was on me yesterday morning, and not only that I had a jumper on which my favorite jumper my emotionally drained jumper <sighs> I I still thought that I could eat while breastfeeding because I remember with Donnie I got a special breastfeeding pillow where do you remember it where I could balance a bowl on yeah. the breastfeeding bowl yes. I mean on the breastfeeding pillow. And um, so I'm still kind of quite stubborn thinking, no, I can eat and breastfeed, you know, just cover the baby in a tea towel, it's fine. And I made one of my blueberry smoothie bowls in the morning thinking, okay, that, that this is healthy, this is a good thing, you know, it's fine, I can just do this. And, and as I put the bowl, kind of, I positioned it on pillows with a tea towel under and the baby was under a muslin cloth. I thought, this is safe, this is fine. The baby kicked and the blueberry smoothie bowl, dark, dark blue, went all over the velvet sofa. Oh no. So under that rug you saw downstairs is just a just a massacre of blueberries. And I, it was so bad that I panicked, I froze. It was all over him as well, because the tea towel had come off. So he, he was covered. He did a poo at the same time. So he was now... <laughs> Out of shock. <laughs> he was so, so scared. Because I didn't scream, but I definitely flinched. And on the way up, I I just panicked. So I, I stood up. I took him to the nappy changing table, dripping blueberry all down the sitting room. 
I was just, it was so bad. I'm so sorry. Anyway, so I've got, I was wearing that jumper yesterday morning. He had been vomiting since about 5 a.m. because he, he feeds and then you have to hold him still. Otherwise, he just vomits everything back up. I've gone to the doctor, I've been prescribed Gaviscon. So I thought, I feel like shit yeah. right now. I'm just going to post about uh, this because he was in a, the upright position that I sleep in. So now my neck is kind of damaged. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this must be, this must be something that other people have gone through so I messaged about I, I did a post about Gaviscon and has anyone else tried Gaviscon I got so many amazing comments really helpful things tips but also most of them have been in exactly the same situation and it, I think with Donny, I didn't realize that I thought that oh no this must be there's something wrong with the baby there must be something wrong with the baby or something wrong with me and my ability to breastfeed or my milk or something but it was just so comforting to see that other people have exactly the same problem so many other mothers are sleeping upright holding the baby still for 20 minutes before the baby vomits have one boob out for 18 hours of the day um you know it's just amazing that it's so comforting when you realize that people have gone through the same thing and also that their intentions are good like that they just genuinely want to help yeah it's it's really amazing so i wanted to say thank you for those people who did comment and also say thank you because so many people were so nice about the sunset cover mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so many people pre-ordered the book it's incredible so many people it was just so nice mm. and people were nice about your your dodgy haircut and, and everything. so many people were nice about my dodgy haircut mm. which looks fine to me okay let's just show the haircut okay okay this have, for, not uh, sorry, applicable just, for to, people listening. Yeah. I'll sing a song as at the same time so that the people that are listening get something. Um, silent night. Look at that long neck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then. Oh my then. God, that's so much shorter. What was he like? What he was said his it was plan? because he said it was because it was a dry cut, so it was my fault. You should go back in and get the money back. It was fifty quid. You should go back I in should. and get the money back. I should. You get a new jumper. I could get a new jumper with that. You get two new jumpers for that. Oh, I suddenly was like, yeah, I could get a new jumper. Now I realise you're talking about the blueberry stain mm-hmm. jumper. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's awful. I can trim that for you for sure. That'll yeah, be but easy I, I kind of, I think it's, it looks like a statement haircut, don't you think? No, it just looks like dishevelled, dishevelled. Okay. But it's so much better now that it's shorter. I mean, yeah. like, it was ridiculous I before. Yeah, and because of you, I cut my hair. Harishi did a really funny Instagram I saw story that. with Jessie. And at first I was she... like, I look great. And then I looked all the way down and saw the hair like sweeping the chair. <laughs> it's so gross. Like it was dusting the floor. <laughs> it's so really ugly. Grim. It's just, it just looked like I, I, I looked so Amish. Mm. So Amish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also kind of hugging the baby in quite a territorial sure, way. Sure. You want a sprinkle of Amish, do you mm. know what I mean? But you don't want that much because it's overpowering as a flavour in general. But I don't want to look like I'm one of these people. I don't mind having really, really long hair. I do mind when people think it's because of an issue. Oh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. When like, they think that like you're, you're like saving your hair for some sort of... Uh, cult leader or something yeah. or they think that I've got just a this is my oh she she's not into drugs she's not into alcohol she's into having really long hair exactly and that you use it in some weird way mm, you know when, when I'm having sex I like you whip it sh- <laughs> I bet I bet that's what people think it's just it's just because I I can't I want to one day have a bob but I'm scared that I will suddenly look really old if I have a bob and I'm also scared that my thick hair will suddenly be thin if I have a bob because I think that I don't have thick I have a lot of fine hair that's what hairdressers tell me so I'm worried that if I have a bob I'm just suddenly just going to look like a different person and I've been this person since I was since I had started having long hair probably when I was about 25 Mm -hmm. so I don't want to become a different person I kind of like my I like 
I like me. I know, I know, but that way madness lies too. You know? I like me. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to understand that life is changing all around you and your children will be growing up and your career and your work and everything in your life is going to change. Makes sense that you want to hold on to some sort of semblance of security, i.e. the long hair. But at some point, you know, if it's inconvenient to change it, you're not going to change who you are fundamentally in your soul. That's you know? true. So I it's, like it's, having it in a top bun exactly. and I can't have it in a top bun with a bob. But I also, you remember, can I can have cute little pigtails. And you can have cute little plaits. Oh, oh that'd be so But I could cute. also have my favourite hairstyle ever, which I had when I was a teenager, my scruffy pony. Oh, scruffy pony. Scruffy pony all the way. Britney Spears. Uh, Baby Hit Me One More Time music video. Oh my video, God, I forgot about that. She's wearing the pink sports bra and the white the white tracksuit bottoms and she's got a scruffy pony. Iconic. What what one's that? Not you drive me crazy. No, 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 no. Sometimes. Baby hit me one more time. Oh, baby hit me, hit me, hit me baby one more time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hit me baby one more time. Oh, I can't. Baby hit me one more time. Oh I yeah, that makes up, more sense. I save up looking at Britney's Instagram. Me too. Every couple of weeks, then I just have a little I look. mute her and then unmute her for when I really, really need like a serotonin mm. boost. It's like, it's like homemade antidepressants. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, People, you know, on the Discover page, I so it's not only binge eating that's kind of flooded my thing sure. lately because obviously we talked about that last week in the podcast, mm-hmm. and I thought, right, these two girls, mm. they need some top tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one um, from a, a I didn't realize she's got millions of followers. I don't know who she is. It's like I don't know who anyone on Strictly Come Dancing is this year because oh, no, they're, yeah, they, yeah. they're just famous people that I don't know exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's it turns out she's a Love Island contestant. And she's just had a baby. What's her name? Camilla Thurlow. Oh, I've heard of her. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I saw a top tip that she did this morning on Instagram Discover page. She said she uses nipple cream on her lips. So do my lips look nice? They do look lovely. They look nice and plump. That's because of the nipple cream. That's really gross. I can't believe it. It's basically Vaseline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also rushed out. So my lips are just obviously naturally plump. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember reading that your, um, your perfect nude... Uh, lipstick is supposedly the same colour as your nipples. I remember, really? yeah, that, that's an Instagram tip that I got because Instagram had... thinks I'm a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. You I am. Are, yeah. I am. In ways. In ways. Um, so, yeah, so people were really, really, really nice about the cover, which was just so nice sure, and exciting sure, sure, sure. to see the people light at the end. People are very supportive of you on Instagram. It's nice. I feel like people are kind of supportive of me on Instagram, but at the same time, don't I, I guess because I haven't quite worked out what my brand is on Instagram, people, it's understandable that they're confused by it. So I know you said not to say this, but I, I did an Instagram yesterday that I thought was funny of me like posting an overly sexy photo that took about an hour to actually take because my mum- Who did it? My mum and my brother both took okay, turns- so it was mummy. Taking the photo. <laughs> <laughs> and then getting upset that I didn't like the results. But the fact is they don't know how to focus a no. camera or use it. It was incredibly frustrating It's amazing process. how bad our mum is at taking a photo. So it took a while and eventually we got one that kind of worked and I had the caption on my head that I thought would be funny because I did like a really cringy teenage self-tape. And so I just thought that that was a funny thing. Auditioning for a Netflix 16-year-old with a really sexy photo. No, it was 16. Oh, okay. Jamie said 15 would be too much. Oh, shit. 15's underage. Yeah. yeah. I should um, know that. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I just thought it was funny because, like, obviously the joke is that everyone on Netflix is, like, played by an adult despite the fact yeah. that they were in high school. But instead I just got loads of comments of people saying, hey, you got this. Hey, yeah. break a leg, you're going to make it. And yeah. it just looks like I'm so desperate yeah. that I'm posting my first audition of the year. Auditioning today. It's just like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's really upsetting that that's what people think my brand is. Yeah. Like, hopeful determinism. 
But in a way, maybe that's what my brand should be. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe the whole dark humor thing, I just don't look like I can pull it off. Maybe I can't. Maybe I can't. Yeah, it, it's a, it's, it shows how proud you are when you see comments like that. And I sometimes get comments exactly like that. Like, you're a survivor, Jesse. When I've just posted something kind of stupid, and it's like I didn't mean, I didn't need that, but thank you. Sure. Um, and it's the you have to have a huge amount of self control not to comment back. Actually, I didn't mean it like that. Yes. Um, I was being funny. I yeah. was being funny. Yeah. Um, so it's good that you didn't reply to them. Oh yeah, sure. I thought I'd just leave them up, um, but it, it, it's just funny that you really don't have control over what people are going to interpret of your jokes and, and whatnot. And I just think it's great that on your Instagram because you've cultivated such. I mean, it's wonderful. It's like a portfolio in a way of your life and your experiences. It's so obvious now where your humor lies and where your unique quirkiness lies and people can take out of it what they want. Yeah, whereas and your Instagram is like the very funny captions that you do very sporadically. But because I don't Instagram that often, it's like it's difficult to maybe interpret what kind of a person I am. But I'm not sure that I want social media to be a way that you can interpret who I am. That's kind of scary. I mean, that's only <laughs> one step away from like you having a, a version of yourself on AI that people well, can go and talk to. Well, I was to. talking about this with Alfie last night because I was being overly sincere about how much I love Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, it's just amazing because Instagram, I was walking back today and I suddenly realized Instagram is the modern blog. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it is the modern blog. Yeah. Because in a blog, remember BB Bakes? Yeah. You would have to have a whole load of text and then one shitty little image. Exactly. And you had to like put together like a bunch of different images that would like look good from afar, but it was never great yeah. images. Whereas now you can have a caption and you can have a, like an essay. Oh, yeah. So it is the modern blog. And that's why it's, oh, yeah. you shouldn't, I don't feel ashamed anymore now that I've thought of it as the modern blog because now I can write longer form on it if I want to, or I can just share a photo. But Instagram, it's like I've just discovered Instagram. <laughs> It, it, you do, I have an evolution of myself on Instagram because it goes back to now. Yeah, well, it's, it's nice, the, the sincerity now. It's like you can embrace the fact that it does actually bring you joy. Everything in life has cons mm -hmm. and everything in life you need to maybe moderate. But at the same time, it is, it's a tool that you can use mm -hmm. to improve your life. And I think and it has you definitely do it really, improved. Really well. It has absolutely 100% improved my life. I just find it so annoying when people take these social media breaks because clearly they're using Instagram in a way that's unhealthy for them. Yeah. But they have to Instagram by the fact that they're taking an Instagram break yeah. beforehand. Can't bear it. So it's I'm like, just saying surely just now, stop But I will it. be watching your stories. <laughs> exactly. It's just From like, my other account. Exactly. I don't know. It's just so funny. It's like, okay, clearly... Instagram is affecting you in a bad way because you need people to to know that you're like going off to nurture your soul and your body or whatever. But it's like, that shouldn't be what it's for. It should be for you like finding out about the world or like checking in your friends or having a laugh or yeah. whatever. It's way more fun to just be off Instagram for a bit and make people think that something awful has happened. Mm. <laughs> That's way more fun because when, when people who are very active on Instagram suddenly go quiet, I, I love it. It's like a murder mystery. Exactly. So funny. So, so funny. I even text them sometimes like, you okay? Yeah, because my friend Honey uses Instagram so much. So whenever she stops and she doesn't tend to do the social media break thing, she just stops. I do genuinely worry for her. Um, okay. So what are you going to get me for Christmas? <laughs> Could you say that? Least... <laughs> Could you say that in a way less like you want to kill me? <laughs> no, what are you going to get me for Christmas? I, I don't want you to get me anything. I so already I bought hope... you something. Oh no, well I bought you some collagen eye bags. The ones that you wanted. 
Eye bags. Yeah, the eye bags. You mean the eye, eye um, masks, the eye, things, the yeah. eye patches. Yeah, the eye patches. I saw them advertised on my Instagram yesterday, close because we were talking about them. But so. I thought that they would cost way more money, so I'm sorry. They were twelve ninety nine. No, 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 don't worry. I, and I, they don't do anything. I bought you something quite cheap too. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. cool. So that we're in the festive spirit. Yeah. So I. <laughs> I hope everybody I has hope a lovely, everybody Christ- a lovely Christmas. really good Christmas. Have fun. Have fun. We're gonna have a great time. Have uh, a lovely vegan nut roast. Wait, don't turn it off yet. Excuse me, I hadn't finished what I was saying. I was giving a lovely Christmas spirit message. Yeah, go on then. So I I put um, loads of food on the waitress, uh, the home delivery shop thing, Mm -hmm. and and I... Uh, that all the turkeys are sold out. Sorry, I just thought yeah. that was quite funny to say. <laughs> well, we can't eat turkey anyway. So we don't allow meat in this gone. house. They're all so gone. No meat. So we're just going to be eating lots of parsnip stars. Oh. I got three of those because oh. those are so. Good. That's all I want. That's all I want. Genuinely, just yeah. the parsnip stars. Yeah. You said that like you're from New Jersey. <laughs> the pastem stars. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for, if you have listened to all of our episodes, we really, really appreciate it. We have a small but loyal following so far. It's been super fun. And uh, next year we're going to be doing them weekly, mm-hmm. which is going to be great. And We have been doing them weekly. Yeah, I know, but um, like more weekly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm an illiterate bitch. Just, yeah, but also I have a book out, so. <laughs> she has got a book out. Um, I'm not that illiterate, thanks, BB. No, I'm joking. Bitch. Um, so if you wanted to come to our live one on the 6th of February, was yeah. it? 6th of February, livenation.co.uk. It's at the Kentish Show 2 Forum. Yeah, so. I'll be, um, I'll be, what's the word? Selling? What's the word for pushing? I'll pushing. be pushing, I'll be pushing tickets. Yeah, pushing tickets. We'll on my Instagram tickets. stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be great. And we hope that you will have a lovely Christmas. Yeah. I hope it's not that nice, actually, because I don't think ours is going to be that great. Yeah, so. don't don't have too good a time. Yeah, like, don't ruin you know, don't ruin like next year. Yeah, because just, you'll be like, oh, it's not going to be as good as Christmas was, you know. Yeah, just keep it moderated. Yeah, yeah, and stay at home. Just stay at home. Don't see your family. Just be responsible. You know, <laughs> just be responsible. Yeah, but do have a nice time. Just have yeah, a nice time yeah, as okay. well. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Oh, and follow our Patreon because there'll be lots of stuff over the Christmas period on Patreon. Exactly. That's our way to connect. <laughs> that is our way to connect. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.